Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, episode 149. Woo! I'm Chris and joining me are... Ames. Caitlin. And... Jake. And nobody else for once. Well, it's been a while since it's been just the and four of us. And a bowl of chip crumbs. Mm. That'll be useful for Foley effects later. Oh, yeah. Today we will be looking at Culus and Dax. Cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's my best justice impression. Yeah, there we go. That was pretty good. So in Culus, a runabout is coming back through the wormhole, and oh shit, it's all kerfuffled. So they call the chief over to open the door, because apparently he's the only one that knows about this like capacitor doohickey. When the power was running loud, did the doors not be be able to open? That's yeah, a bad it's idea. A terrible idea. Terrible design flaw. It, yeah, no, it's Starfleet. Well, you've never had a car with an electric though, would problem you where you can't open the you can't open the doors. It makes sense. It makes sense. Mm. It makes sense to me because. Well, we'll get to that. Oh, so it anywho, makes sense to Jake. They so open, yeah. they open the door, and out stumbles Dax and somebody else from the regular cast. And oh shit, it's Vash, who we haven't seen since that crazy Robin Hood episode. Ugh. And yeah. we're all like, oh wow, mm. it's Vash. But then wait, after they all walk away, there's somebody kneeling by the runabout in the wrong uniform. <gasps> it's Q. What? Yeah. Fuck Q. And you know so, how you knew it was going to be Q? Because the fucking stupid episode had a stupid Q yep. joke like they always fucking do. Yep. So, yeah, no big surprise. So it's a good thing they didn't, like, wait on it. The well, also, though, but also, though, they cute. wouldn't have... Watching it on TV, they don't display the episode title until after the opening. Uh, that is right. true. And that that is true. Thanks a lot, Netflix. You're ruining. If my you read TV experience. Guide, you would be. Although spoiled. I'm sure on the next week on whatever show this is, I'm sure they had some Q in the, yeah, in the that's trailer. True. Listen, let's be real too. If you had TV Guide, you had money. That's true. What? My we had TV Guide. We were white trash. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't really. <laughs> Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, there will be another episode in which Q is not in the title in which he is a character. What? Anyway, so everyone's all like, wow, Vash, you, you say you've been in the, the, the Gamma Quadrant for two years? How did you, but you didn't know about the wormhole. How did you get there? You say, I don't want to talk about it. And everyone's like, well, okay. Tough. We want to talk about it, bitch. And meanwhile, like two people spotted from across the room. One is O'Brien, who's like, oh, Vash, you remember me? And she's like. No, I fucking don't, but I'll pretend. And then... You know what's even better? Is when Q doesn't remember him then, and then he goes, Oh, you were one of the little, little people. people. Yeah. <laughs> but also, Quark spots her, and it's just like, his like, I can spot a fellow swindler a mile away senses go off. And uh, basically, she's all like, you know, Hi, Quark, you seem like a shifty fuck. And they arrange to have a... Umox. Yes. They arrange Dude. to have... They arranged to have an auction of a bunch of the crap she brought back from the Gamma Quadrant. Meanwhile, the station starts having the same problems the, um... Runabout. The runabout did. And, you know, no surprise to anybody, it turns out one of the thinguses she brought from the Gamma Quadrant is the problem. Um, Sick, sick pot light. Yeah, meanwhile, you know... O'Brien sees Q and he's like, oh, fuck me dead. There goes the fucking name. And he goes to Cisco, who's like, oh, Jesus, I've heard of this asshole. And then they have a boxing <laughs> there match, was a which conference is amazing. About it. Yeah. 
A Q conference. Yeah, Q conference. A Q conference. That was terrible. Yeah. No, anyway, I thought the same thing. But, um, you know, so they have a boxing match, but Q is all like, I'm not the one breaking your shit. Talk to Vash. And it turns out one of the things she brought back in a very, like, this is the most TNG episode of DS9. You got Vash, you got Q, and you got a seemingly threatening thing that's actually just an egg. <laughs> or a pupil stage yeah, or something. Did, didn't didn't Jean-Luc have a pet something? Something. But yeah, uh, meanwhile, Q's a bad boyfriend. Uh, Vash eventually convinces him to go away. The end. Yeah. Oh yeah, and she's gonna go steal stuff for Quark, maybe. Okay. Big they question. Big question. Is this episode literally a remake of Encounter at Farpoint? Because it certainly seems that way. I mean, no, because if Q had wanted to, like, make an argument for putting humankind on trial, he would have had it. Well, he would have been more central to the plot. There is not that There is not that aspect, but there is certainly the aspect of the alien that's an alien, but doesn't look like an alien, but we're keeping it prisoner, and it's going to be angry about being a prisoner, and it's going to start hurting people. We don't know if it was angry. Well, the thing is, nobody, <laughs> except probably Q, realized what it was she had. Everyone just thought it was a fun stone. It I thought pretty. it was a cool lamp from Spencer Gifts. As, yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it actually, like, to my modern eyes, it was a pretty lame effect. Effect. Because it, like, it looked like somebody just, like, installed a, one of those flame light bulbs inside of a thing they picked up at Goodwill. Yeah. Look, look with your special eyes. <laughs> so, yeah. So here's the issue with this episode. Okay. It's just one. Thanks! You gotta narrow it down to one? They, the original episode pitch didn't include, in, didn't include. In, include. Yep, perfect. <laughs> didn't include Q at all. He was kind of shoved in there last minute, which is why he seems like an afterthought in the whole fucking episode. Because he literally is. Because he literally was. He nice. doesn't really have a point in this episode. Aside from, oh, we really want to have have characters from the other series on DS9 to remind everybody that it's still Star Trek. Well, it's also just a mis it's a misdirection scheme, right? Mm. It doesn't really work because I don't know about you guys, but I was a hundred and ninety percent sure that the problems are being caused by Vash's artifact. Yeah, especially long, that, you know, no, right I, yeah. the audience. The problem with doing something like this is that if the audience. Like, if you want people to think that it was Q, like the crew does, like Cisco yeah. and others do, you've got to kind of not let the audience know that that's, like, it's not a twist. No. It's not a fucking twist if it, if it does if, if the audience already figures it out. Yeah. This happens later, too, uh, in another episode. In many, I'm sure. Where it's just like, you, no, you fucking telegraphed the fucking twist from a thousand miles away, and we figured it out. Yeah. Now, so like in uh, Bob's Burgers, when they have the uh, the dinner theater, dinner theater yeah. and they're like, "It's not a twist; it's a lie." Yeah, it's just, it's a lie. or oh, you know, Stephen Moffat, that necklace earring thing like they it. made Vash Didn't wear. Like it. That just looked painful. They made Vash wear. Vash one, but she's wearing these, like, earrings, but then they just are a necklace, and there's, like, no support from the neck. It just hangs from her ears. And, like, speaking of church swap meets. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that, yeah. that was a ugly, ugly, ugly thing. And it looked painful. Yeah. I did like her, her little leather-looking jacket thing she was wearing for yeah. most of the episode. So, that I meant to ask. So, was she part of the original pitch? Yes. Okay, so it's going to be her, but, but what, no Okay, Q. so that, that makes even less sense, because yeah, cause she the was last, last she was seen, with, she yeah, was hanging Q. with Q. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. It probably would have gotten got me. mentioned at some point. Like, she finally would have been like, I was there with Q. Or maybe O'Brien would have been like, wait a minute. Didn't you fuck off with Q? Here's my question. Here's my question. Why does O'Brien know any of this? 
He wasn't in. He wasn't in Cupid. He wasn't involved in any of it. Well, and I'm, sure, idea, I'm sure no one told him because no one talks to O'Brien, especially his wife. I was gonna say maybe someone told Keiko, but you're right. Even if they told Keiko, there's no way he found out. Um, Poor O'Brien. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, no. That's, uh, you have to assume somebody told him. Like at least we know he was but on he the. He recognizes sh- her. He's come like, on, Vash. Come, come on, guys. We've accepted that Chekhov That's knows exactly all about space. That's exactly what I was about to say. Everything's fine. Like, this makes more sense than that. Yeah. Because, um, like, unlike, uh, unlike Chekhov, who, you know, when he was around, he was always around. Yeah. You know, O'Brien wasn't in every episode. I don't know. Whatever. Thing- Chekhov might have had a sick day once in a while. He wasn't on oh the show. Oh, my God. No, I know that. But what I'm saying is, like, maybe you could tell yourself that he hadn't made it to the front yet well or... that's I think that's how they explained it away in a book like he was on the ship he yeah. just wasn't on the bridge yet. Well, no di- one knew he existed fucking yet because he wasn't particularly well, except the difference with Cupid is everyone makes a gigantic deal that no that Picard hasn't told anyone else about Vash and Vash gets all pissed off no one knows we were plowing Picard I'm offended by this well he was told after Cupid about the events of Cupid so do you think when they were when they were banging, Vash made Q be bald? I think I, I think Q just made an illusory Picard to have three ways with. Mm. I think Actually, Q no, he, made Vash be bald. Mm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I like as as I was watching this episode, I messaged Chris and I was like, Jesus Christ! I think Q loves Vash more than he loves Jean-Luc. And he's an awful boyfriend. I don't know. He still dresses like Picard. Like, I don't, that, that was a little weird to me. It's like the audience wouldn't know it was Q if he wasn't wearing a captain's uniform. Like, well, that's what, just he, what he's been wearing. What I like, left. too, is he's like, he's omnipotent, but until he actually sees the new uniform, he doesn't realize they have a new one. Right. Well, well he's been, you know... Living in sin and figuring out how to get his dick like, wet like and when, stuff. Like when he and Vash were gallivanting about the galaxy, was he still wearing the Starfleet uniform? <laughs> no, most of the time he was naked. Mm-hmm. Actually, no. The last time we see him, he's wearing like that safari. Last time we saw him, he was naked. Last time we saw we him, we did see Vash. him naked. We saw his butt cheek. I just want to say this right now: if I was an om- omnipotent being, I wouldn't be wearing shit. I'd be fucking naked. Constantly. Yeah, it'd be like I'd Dr. Be Manhattan, like, you know, hanging dong. I was going to say, I'd be like President Johnson. <laughs> uh, now you have to leave that in. I mean, if I was a, an omnipotent being, I wouldn't necessarily decide to look human. Maybe I'd be like, I don't know. Maybe Ryan I would just be it. a huge yeah. dick. Yeah. A whole dick. Or like just a delightful cartoon crab. Cartoon crab. Good, good. Like Mr. Lippet. Oh, yeah, he wore a cup for a shell because it was the war. Mm. I don't know what that is. It's a Don Knotts-voiced character from a movie. I almost, just res- I almost just responded to you saying Don Knotts by doing like a really bad uh, impression Jimmy of Jimmy Stewart. Stewart. Yeah! <laughs> what the f- How did you know? I don't know. How did you know that? Because by your tone of voice, you same were... Error, same era, both actors with distinctive voices. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a cartoon crab, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Well, being fair, Don Knotts was the fish. Somebody else was the crab. That's right. Anyway, Ames, you were trying to say something. Like the crab. 
No, so so speaking of making Vash be bald because Q likes him bald, <laughs> we see we see Vash or you know, or in diseased makeup. Yeah, oh, which yeah. did not work because she's still too pretty to look diseased. <laughs> I know, I mean, literally all they did was they made her face blue, no, no, but not made her face look sick. They didn't have the like boils and shit. Yeah, but that the boils. Was... She at least looks sad. <laughs> she looked like an underwater creature. She didn't look like she was. Mm-hmm. Anyone that says that having blue skin makes you hideous has never seen either Widowmaker Farscape? or Dr. Manhattan's Hanging Dog. Farscape. Or the sheer amount of Andorian porn. Anyway, I don't think Vash looked good. Uh, or really, I thought she looked too good. Okay. It's really, okay. really what it is. I think she looked terrible. No, wait, too good. She I think did not make, look too good The makeup good looked bad because she looked too good. <laughs> mm. I, I will say, this was a uh, much darker side of Q. Like, he's really he's very abusive. In he's barely in there. Yes, but he will just not take no for an answer. I it gets also, a little creepy. I, I kind of blame the direction, because the thing, whole scene looked wrong. So one thing I think they were trying to do is particular, like, they not just trying to, they literally say, they, they literally have Q say it in the episode, but is to illustrate how the difference between Picard and... Cisco? Uh, Cisco, because Cisco literally, you know, like, Picard would never physically punch Q in the face. You you hit me. Punch Picard him in the ass. never hit me. Uh, but, but you know, Cisco, you know, decks him, so... The, and the punches he was taking at Cisco were hysterical, because oh, yeah. it was just, like, very cartoonish, like, your fucking whole face popping back. Like, oh, Jesus. But he also just, he sits, and afterwards he just still looks so annoyed, like, I barely felt those. What's also amusing to me about that scene <laughs> is that the others that are in the bar are, it's not like a, a holodeck type situation where it's just, like, A bunch NPCs, of old people. Or, or it's, it's like, like people who were in the bar. The like, like, people, like yeah. Cork is there taking bets. It's like, yeah. no one thinks this is odd that this just happened. Here's the thing. I feel like everyone else should be like this is weird Quark was perfectly in character yeah. <laughs> he'd be like well I'm not sure how this happened but I know what I'm doing let's bet on it <laughs> like that makes 1000% sense um, what they really needed was a scene between Q and Odo oh yeah that would have been hot why I don't know oh I, I, I know I, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, what do you mean, why? You just because no, I'm there with you on that. That'd be hot. Odo is just because I don't know because Odo is just so. Oh, he prickly. gives no fucks. Yeah, like I, I, I want to see how he would react he to Q. He wouldn't react, and Q would go out of his mind. This is my promenade. <laughs> you don't even say any words. <laughs> The impression of Odo. It's actually pretty good, is the thing. Uh, see, you're, you're right, though, Ames, and I'd love that. I'd love to see Q failing to get a rise out of somebody and, like, slowly just being like, What do I do? And he, like, yeah. but he kicks Odo's bucket over, and then Odo's like, You son of a bitch. And he turns okay, like another, another aspect. Uh, we well, haven't seen his bucket yet, have we? No. no. Sorry. Another aspect to this show that struck me again, and, like, I had kind of forgotten in Deep Space Nine how thick they laid on the how much of a douchebag fucking Bashir is. Oh, oh my god. god. Dude, he's a rapist. He's fucking seriously the, creepy. He is the straight no- up like if you can't say no, that's as good as a yes. Well that's like, more that's than his... that's that's the next episode. Yeah, but whatever. Like no, the there's note I took, so much. The note I took on Bashir for this episode was Boring plus charisma equals Bashir. See, my note, my note was very disappointed because it was burn nerd. Wait, no, she's into him. Like fuck, I'm nerd. Because I was really hoping that the gag was gonna end up being like once he's like I was salutatory and she's like, ow, 
I only date valedictorians. But she was still like, yeah, it's right. My first note on this episode is about Julian. My first note on the next episode is about Julian. It's because they're, kind of, they're trying to figure out a way to make people like him. What also no, not they're him. not. They're really not. I cannot imagine they were intending Bashir to be a likable character at this point because they like. A, the scene with him at the reprimand, like, they lampshade it by having O'Brien there yeah. making fun of him behind yeah. the girl. Making his faces which like... Which is like, which, which is I'm this? like, okay. So so basically, O'Brien's reactions in that first scene are the audience. They're all of us, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, the show seems to understand that we're not supposed to think he's cool. But what's interesting is that, like, my memories of this show are that Bashir's actually is a fairly likable character. And like he's he's like still he's always kind of young and goofy. Goofy, but he's not what he currently is. So they really do They must scale it back. They, they do. Uh, and probably they change in the next season or something. Um, yeah, right now he just kind of seems like a really wild wired puppy. Yeah. And but like, that's humping everything. That's yeah, humping I was gonna everything. say yeah. And like hasn't been fixed yet. That's no. why. Yeah, it's real rough. I will say, though, rough. you got to kind of love that the implication <laughs> at the end of the episode was that he really was, like, napping throughout this whole crisis. Oh, I feel like I've been asleep for, for hours and days. days. And not once did anyone on the entire station go, where the fuck is Julian? Yeah, because like, everyone was just like, glad, yeah. thank God. Yeah, you know, the that nurses were guy. like, can I... Can I get my work done without him coming for my ass? I don't have to worry Dax about is, any Dax, unwanted ass touches da- today. Dax is like doing her laundry. She's like, wow, for once my underwear hasn't disappeared. Oh <laughs> my god, Bashir. Gross. He's the worst. <laughs> yeah, no. Jesus. They finally, O'Brien finally fixed that dryer. <laughs> I could see. She's like, oh, um, hello, Jadzia. Oh, I, I, Julian, have you been having trouble with your. Oh, um, uh, yes! Yes, uh, uh, the chief was saying the um, mm, uh, dryers stealing my socks, all my socks, gone completely. It's terrible. It's actually not a bad Bashir, to be honest. Yeah, it's all right. Oi, governor, <laughs> I'm Dr. Bashir. I've been stealing your pants. <laughs> That's what we call underpants actually, it'd be, in England. It'd be knickers for a lady's... Uh, Watch your mouth. Fucking racist. Dude. <laughs> you know what I said. Uh, yeah, we do you know use the K N word, dude. Um, Not cool, dude. I, I oh, I think you were gonna <laughs> drawers. Caitlin, you you wanted while well, I was doing the introduction to talk about uh, Umox and Vash. Oh, and... dude. Okay, here's the thing. First of all, you. <laughs> but <laughs> but second of all, like it seems to me that the ears for the Frangi are like they're like nip knops. Right? They're basically like super orgasmic nipples. You wouldn't walk nip knops. Nip knops. Yeah. I'm so sorry, Kate. So, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, excuse me. What I'm saying is, is like if I want, if if Jake wanted a favor and came over to me and was just like tweaking my tits and being like, (laughs) hey, want to help me have a fucking, you want to have an auction? I'd be like, Fucking never touch me again. And I'm calling yes. the police. Yeah, but yes, yeah. But it would not, work. You're but not, I wouldn't like it. You're All right, not, I would like it. You're not a male Ferengi. Yeah. They are just the world's biggest hornballs. I know, but I just feel like it's immensely inappropriate to grab someone. Like, I think touching someone's ears is weird anyway. Like, unless you're in a relationship. If you're not, if someone, if we're, if, like, if some rando, even a friend, if someone who is not 
shouldn't be touching my ears was touching my ears, I'd be like, whoa, 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 now. Well, yeah, it's, it's, but it is, I mean, that's, it's but fiction. But they're like 90% ears. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a different. That's racist. That's the thing, it's a different culture. For them, it's like, it's a thing. It's, they want attractive women to grab them by the ears and give them the little umaks. I don't imagine, know. I imagine just think it's being a, little... a magician at a Ferengi's birthday party. <laughs> Finding all that latinum behind the ears. Latinum, you can find a whole fucking elephant. That's good. That's really good. God, he makes he makes a reference at one point to Vash when when he says, "Oh, I'll pay you in, in gold pressed latinum. I'll I'll make it shower gold pressed latinum." I'm like that would really hurt. Yeah, it would. That's painful. That's we'll all be having golden showers. <laughs> Even Scrooge McDuck wouldn't be down with that. Mm. Get a concussion from those things. Oh, that was another thing. His ears or the gold pressed latinum? Yes. Okay, great. So I know we had gotten off. Apparently, there was another moment where Julian is all like, doesn't understand that there are civilizations outside of the Federation. Because because at one point, you know, he's telling, oh, yeah, I'd love to the Gamma Quadrant, you know, all the untimed Savages. wild space, and Vash is like, there's civilizations there that are millions of years old. I mean, that's the thing. So I kind of like. That version of Julian, which yeah, that like, that's what they set up for him in the first episode. Was it like he's kind, you know, he's he's wide eyed and naive, and you know, he thinks he's gonna or be young and stupid practicing. And you, you feel know, like probably a lot of people come out of the academy like yeah, that. Well, and like you know, and he's like this boy genius, and they established yeah. that, and he's just you know, look at all the potential around abilities. me. Mm. But then, so they um, made Wesley, but they made him like a big fucking creep, a big right. boy. Like I could have done without the creepiness. Yeah. I would have, and I think I would have still, I would have liked the character better in the first season if they had just kept him as that. Was he just an ode to Roddenberry? (laughs) Maybe. Mm. Okay, but did Roddenberry write the words to the ode to Roddenberry so that he could get the uh, residuals? (laughs) That's, it's important. I love, too, that when, uh, you know, the shadiest people in the Alpha Quadrant show up for the auction, they don't try to not look like the shadiest people in the Alpha Quadrant. Did you actually see, like, there was, there were two aliens who were, like, looked like they were wearing tiny tables with, like, a magician's (laughs) tablecloth on top of it. There were three of them. (laughs) Then you had fucking Vagina Face. Yes. Who I don't think needs any explanation. Or introduction. And then there was Beaky Vagina Face. (laughs) I liked him, because he was like a bird man. We don't get bird bird people. We don't get bird people in Star Trek But, uh, but yeah, Vagina Face. And Quark's cousin. And our next bidder needs no introduction. Vagina face. <laughs> I was like, when he walked in, I was just like, ah. Oh god, that was practically that Snoopy sound. <laughs> yeah. You know what Odo did when when he saw him? Uh... <laughs> Tried to fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I He's like, like the, I can uh... shape shift into something perfect for your vag face. It, it was funny to see you know, during the auction scene where like. You do see this fact that uh, on some level, for all that she is a swindler and a con person, like, there is some genuine scholarship and love of history in Vash, where mm-hmm. she's like, she can't help but kind of gush about the historical aspect. And Quark, give me that. She thinks these Look, it's shiny. Buy it now. You want it. She thinks assholes care about fucking history. She's like, and this was used in one of their, you know, tribal, and Quark's like, nobody else has got one. Yeah. It's mysterious. It's from the Gamma Quadrant. You want it. 
It will definitely say, it will scream, my penis is huge, no offense, Vag Face. <laughs> <laughs> I like to imagine that uh, one of the one of the magician table people was just Kivas Fajo in disguise. Ooh. Oh, that's the collector dude that had yeah. um, data for data. a hot minute? So, they were kind of Q like also is a bitter... But like he's he's registering obviously fake bids. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, a million bars. And Quark's like, oh wow. See, Quark doesn't know who Q is. Yeah, but he should know that no one. Yeah, has. And that's based on the Not numbers, just no one has. But yeah, it's like oh, he's getting want... excited by. Well, yeah. he saw he's. I think he's kind of saw Q's power because he was there at the boxing ring, kind of thing. Oh yeah. And he's, he, I'm sure he knows like this man is is. Ultra powerful, he could probably get me a million bars. That's true. This does, though, give us a good idea of, like, it's the first time we've seen exactly what gold-pressed latinum must be worth, because seemingly insignificant amounts are apparently actually quite startling. Well, yeah, I think, yeah, a bar, I would think of, like, a bar, it's like a gold bar, right? Like, a bar of gold to us is very valuable. Yeah, well, it's the gold-pressed latinum. It's the latinum itself is what's Well, yeah, I, but I assume that, like, what does gold pressed mean? I think it means it's it's latinum that has been pressed together with gold to make it solid. It's like that gold leaf, like those desserts you see oh, these days. Oh, so you can unwrap it and eat it. So I think <laughs> we eventually find out more, but yeah, it's basically the the, the, the latinum it's like a is... like baby bell. The latinum is what's worth something, but it's actually encased in the gold, which at this point... Which is just cheap trash. It's like tinfoil, basically. Essentially, yeah. I love it. The future's great. Yeah, but, but the comparison I was making was not... Yeah. Bar of gold, but just that, you know, in terms of relative value. Yeah, it's a yeah. big fucking gold bar, like, from Fort Knox, and it's yeah. expensive. So which is, like, worth, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. How much do you think one bar of gold's actually worth? I don't know how much one bar of gold weighs, but if an ounce of gold is, like, I don't know, what, $1,200 right now? Really? I can tell you. I'm going to ask the internet. Yeah, find out how much of gold bar is worth. And then find out how much latinum is worth. Yes. I'm not the only one who's been asked. But I know, I know for a fact that gold bars are incredibly heavy because yeah. there's a there's there's some like it might even be Fort Knox on their tour. They have a display where if you can lift the bar of gold and carry it out with one hand, you can keep it, <laughs> and no one has ever been able to do it. Well, that's because Popeye the Sailor Man has never shown up. Wait, how how heavy is it? I don't know. Ask the internet. You got it right there. Well, apparently not. Like I mean, I think the the bigger problem is that like. To grasp it with, with one hand, hand yeah. would be really hard because of the shape. Yeah, whatever I can do. So, it. like Let's the go. shape combined with the weight is like not. A, it's not really possible. So the key to it is you just have to pick it up with your hand and press it to your body. Probably no one's doing. I don't that. think you can. No, I think the actual logic you cannot get a, gra- a grasp on it I to can. actually. Lift You'll it. see. I'm gonna use my little bitch, tiny bitch hands, and I'm gonna do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so a suction cup on there. Yeah. So a gold bar weighs five ounces. That's it? Five ounces, yes. No, so, not one of the big motherfuckers. This, that's probably a bar. That's probably, probably a bar versus a brick. This says a five ounce bullion bar. Oh, fucking Show me a picture. Oh, you're right. They also have 400 ounce gold yeah, bars. Yeah, I think that's more what, what people Yeah, think you're of. right. I was just, that's just. When you think of a gold bar, it's four, 400 sounds more like it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see. So 400 times. 1295 currently. You shouldn't allow phones at the table. That's where I keep my notes. $603,456.40. Yeah, so um, times a million, that's a lot of money for Quark. 
Dude, one of those would be enough. Shit, I'm not greedy. Not for Quark. So, any final thoughts on this episode? Because if not, we should uh, move on. Yeah, my Just... last... Oh, good. You, no, no, my, yeah, my last note is uh, Tapestry, another episode with Q, aired a week after this on the other show, because it was happening concurrently. Oh, wow. That so was what? a better episode. It's weird timing that we get a lot of Q at once. Is Tapestry yeah. the one... Well, that probably makes that's sense. They probably had to pay him less. They... That's the one that arguably doesn't even have Q in it. Is that True. the one where um, John Luke Pickard... Yes. It's that episode, right? Yeah. yeah. Where he gets stabbedied. Stabbedied. I think that the only other thing that I noted in this episode that I really loved was, was it this episode where Odo and Quark are talking? Oh, about wanting things? I Was that this one? Yeah, it was. He was like, because he was trying to figure out how to buy him. But like Quark had such a, yes, it was this one. Quark had such a boner when he realized that fucking Odo had been like listening to him. And he's like, what were you this time? Oh, a chair? Oh, the bottle of oh, wine. Yeah. And then That's right. he's like trying to figure out how you can buy Odo, and he comes up with a fucking latinum bucket. And what was great was fucking Odo actually thinks about it for, for like a, second, a second, and then he's like, no, 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 you say what he did. You know what he, how he was. <laughs> yeah, that's it, exactly. <laughs> yes, I do like that that was the one thing where he was like, hmm. yeah, that would be nice to be in the lap of luxury. Yeah. Does Odo eat food? I don't think so. I think he can but he probably just has so to like, he's like evacuate he's it. like data and just has a storage compartment well, no, that I'm, he empties I'm guessing like it just like goes into like a cavity that's inside of him and then well, later I, it just like floats up to the top of his bucket and somebody comes by and skims it off I mean I, I, I said it and I think our first I think I said it in the first episode I, I just assume he's like the blob from Futurama where he, it just gets subsumed yeah. into him and dissolves eventually I don't know if it would dissolve though I think it would just come back out Unless he has, like, some way to digest it. Does it just become part of him? So, like, when people make jokes about, like, your mama's so fat, her blood type's Rocky Road, like, that actually happened to him if you put enough ice cream into Odo? <laughs> I mean, he must get energy somehow. Even yeah, it's his 17 minutes of sleep every day or whatever. Mm. Is he the one that gets 17 minutes of sleep? No, that was the Tosk. Son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah no, he needs, tosk, he needs to... Yeah, I don't think he said how long he has to go in his bucket, but I think it's like every 17 hours he has to bucket. Oh, something. maybe that's what it is, 17 hours. <laughs> 17 Bucket. minutes. Yeah. Buckets of... Oh, God. That thing would spit them out, right? It would he just spit out little out. bits of Odo. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Mr. Bucket. <laughs> <laughs> about the crocodile dentist when we were talking uh, about Tosk. Oh, well, we should have. Oh, well, yeah. The gator golf? What? Oh, yeah. Gator golf. That's another one. There's both. I don't know. Crocodile dentist was where, like, you had to oh, pull yeah, out and it would his might teeth. Down yeah, and he, oh, might God. Bite yous. he might bite you. It was one of those, like, don't wake daddy shits. One yeah. of those things. Don't Which, wake ugh, daddy. Don't wake daddy. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. And I don't think they'd sell that these days. I don't know. Nowadays, they make a fucking game that it's like pie face or some bullshit where there's literally like some whipped cream on a hand and you have to like turn a crank and it literally throws shit in your face. Yeah, but, but the, imp- um, the, and the gotten, unstated implication of don't also, wake daddy is that you're going to get Like beaten. he's going to beat you you're because he's beaten. an alcoholic. <laughs> oh my god. Look, can you I can't wake daddy because he's dead. I have one more non- <laughs> I have one more non sequitur to share that's probably not actually interesting, but I'm going to tell you about it anyways. When uh, we were on the way over here, somebody was watching a video in their car ahead of us. So Chris and I are like sleuthing to try to figure out what it was. And we're like, okay, 
All right. I was like, okay, so the, the credits are running. All right. I said, all right, there's a dog. I was like, oh, I bet it's Shiloh. And I was like, Google Shiloh. I said, look it up. See if, see if it's Shiloh. Uh, see if dad and Shiloh drinks a lot. Let's see if that's the thing. <laughs> so we found out that the film was in fact Shiloh 2 and dad in Shiloh 2 becomes an alcoholic. Oh no, it's almost, not dad. Someone else is oh, an alcoholic. Oh, it's Judd. Well, Ju- what the fuck? Why do I have an alarm going off at 7.40 at night? What the fuck kind you of... dumbass. That alarm means this? it's time for Dax. It is time for Dax. Shiloh part two. Dax. <laughs> Shiloh two. In Dax, Julian's being gross at Dax. Shocking. And she's like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna head off. And he's like, could I show you to your quarters? And she's like, nope, I know where it is, thanks. And he's like, hmm, not necessary. But oh, not yeah. forbidden. Oh my god. Now, I will shift her chair later. So, oh. like, he creepily follows her like a creep, but it works out, unfortunately, because this manages to help him foil a kidnapping because. Da- yeah. Dax gets followed to her quarters by these people with stupid heads. And, <laughs> they uh, are stupid heads. They, 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 like, attack her, and uh, Julian uses some Kirk foo. Uh, but he still ends up getting whooped. But no, then he whoops himself. Yeah, no, actually, you're right. Though he did, he did the that like that yeah. two-handed fucking Kirk Fu face. Thing, yeah. It was good. It he, was. he made a good they, hit. They, they still teach that fighting style at the academy. Yeah. Uh, and they get like the fucking uh, track beam online just in time to snatch <laughs> this ship out of space. And um, <laughs> you know, long story short, is like this guy is like. Dax killed my father 30 years ago. And Cisco's all... Not this, she's this Dax? She's 28. And he's all, yes, yes, I know, but I also know she's a trill. Yeah, but it's a trill with six fingers on her left hand. Oh. So this guy's like, I ha- yeah, we have a we have an extradition treaty with your federation. And Cisco's all like, yeah, but so why'd you try to kidnap her? Maybe because you realize this is a Bajoran station and you don't have a treaty with them. And he's all like, foiled! And then... Jim Carrey's secretary from Liar Liar shows up. And now she's a judge. She is. And she's She's all like, I do not have time for this. All right, let's have this hearing. And the guy's like, she killed my dad when she was this other guy. And Cisco's... said we clipped less now. Well, I'm shouting too much. Uh, Well, we're all really riled up. It's been a while. And then Cisco is all like, yes, but is she still the same person? And the judge is like... Fuck, this is gonna be one of these measure of a man episodes, isn't it? Alright, bring me Data's arm. Yeah. I'm gonna need it later. So what did she say? I expect to be here till supper, not Not uh senility. Yes, that's right. She oh was my god. Great. Oh, she was I amazing. She had so many great one lines. I'm a hundred years young. <laughs> but uh meanwhile, so Cisco's all like, alright, I'm gonna try to argue this. Odo, you go snoop around the planet the dead general is from and see if you can figure anything out. And what Odo figures out really quick is that the general's wife, here played by Data's mother, Hot. in her She's first gorgeous. appearance, she actually, because this aired before that other episode. Uh-huh. He's all like you fucking slept with Curzon, didn't you? And she's like, maybe. And, uh, you know, so arguments are happening. And then she comes back in the nick of time to be all like, oh my god, Curzon couldn't have been the one that sent the signal that betrayed my husband because I was plowing him so hard at the, the exact time. The moment he died, yes. <laughs> so, I uh, came the literal moment he died. <laughs> 
you know, and in a little postscript, it turns out, in fact, the general had sold his own people out. Yeah, that was a blah, weird blah, blah, blah. That, that was that weird. Was Maybe not necessarily. It was very rushed. It was. Yeah. It was like, oh, by the way, this is what happened. Bye. Either huh? way, so, aside from that, it was, you know, a delight and discussing, yeah. uh, you know, where does one trill end and another begin and, uh, yeah. Julian would also want to know where the trill ends. <laughs> So he wants to fuck the worm. Uh, he wants to fuck everyone. Yeah. Well, the funny thing the is, like, like the trail, the symbiote is going to remember how creepy Julian was yeah. for hundreds of years. Yep. And tell all its friends. Um, yeah. But yes, yeah, so let's talk very briefly about Julian's fighting technique. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. although he did lay the guy out, yeah, that good Kirk punch. He did not get hit himself. He also knocked himself out. I missed that. That's a delight. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure. I, I I'd have it. to watch it again, but it looked like he hit the man so hard, and on the follow-through, he himself fell down. I would believe it. And there he lay. <laughs> What's that line from A Christmas Story? Julian lay there like a slug. It was his only defense. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought you meant, son of a bitch. <laughs> that too. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, so this was this is as I sort of hinted at a cavalcade of Trek guest yeah, people. Yeah, I wrote down a whole list of them because I've Ooh, got I've you... got three. But I you have, might have it's more. Probably, it's probably the same three. Because yeah, of course. Oh the... wait, do you also have DC Fontana? No, four. Four. This is her last episode. She yeah. didn't do great. So mm. the judge, of course, we saw previously as. Oh, this was good. Did you not like this? We'll get to that. Oh, really? Like All right. Well, go on. But yeah, the judge we saw previously as Kevin's illusory wife, Rashawn. Rashawn, thank you. I couldn't remember her name. I wrote it down. This is, like I said, the actual first appearance in the real world chronologically of Data's mother yeah, in I think Star it's Trek. Fianula Flanagan. Yes, thank you. Pretty name. Oh, you no, know, that she's actually Irish, and she has like the world's most stereotypically Irish name. And this is her first of what will be three appearances, because we'll see her again in Enterprise. Nice. And her son, this is the first of what will be, I think, four or five appearances throughout Trek for him. The I guy think, who played Tandro? Yeah, we're okay. going to see him. I didn't write down because I haven't seen any of the, any of the ones yet. I don't, see, I was like, this guy's familiar. So I looked him up and it was like, oh, maybe I saw it. Because he's in, I think, DS9 once more is a different character. He's in Voyager a couple times, then I think Enterprise a couple times. But Tell don't... Me. But yeah. Well, so who else did you have? You missed you missed uh, Richard Lineback as Piers, the guy who's like, oh yes, yes. When you're a trill, I'm a trill too, and as a trill, I can tell you that trills are like this. That guy. Oh yeah. He played one of the guys, the one who wasn't Merrick Buttrick in Symbiosis. Mm. Oh shit! No kidding. Wow. Symbiosis, the one where there it's an AIDS um, yeah, drug AIDS addiction one. AIDS thing. Oh god, that's right. I forgot that it was like sometimes people do drugs so they can oh, feel god. good, little I Timmy. Think we I mean, Wesley. AIDS. Thing. We probably did. No, because Merrick Buttrick was in. No, it. no, no. Well, it well, wasn't about it right. About we AIDS. we we said that it could be used as an allegory for the AIDS crisis. I thought partly. No, no, the uh, drug crisis. Yeah, it was more for that was that was more a drug one. No, that I'm was just, a different. I'm there was probably a different just misremembering. There's a different AIDS show, I think. See, I I didn't realize that was him. Maybe, I was maybe you're right. I was mostly focusing on the fact that like wow. Well, apparently the planet Trill also has a Midwest, and this guy is from the heart of it. Because, <laughs> oh my god, his accent was thick. Oh, well, yeah, that's... Uh, oh, jeez. Yep. Mm. Oh, jeez. Yeah, the trail. Yeah. Oh, I've been uh, in our tummies. I'm oh, on no, a it's a, life. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, it's, a, oh. it's a combination of both people. No Don't one you know. is suppressed. Oh, yeah. No, no. This is, a, this is what we call a retcon in the business. 
yeah, it used to be we take the trail take over, but, but then they realized that not. was creepy. You've turned into fucking yeah, we've got like Ren's, or Ren's cousin Sven <laughs> from the Don't Whiz on the So you were you were you were uh, not a fan? Ace? I wasn't a fan of this one, and I think it's just because the 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 way. Dax herself is written in this oh, is confounding. Oh, that's true. Like, like it's she, like they couldn't figure out how to give her lines. They do nothing but talk about her, and every time they're like, "Dax, you should weigh in on this," she's like, "No, thank you." And you're like, "Please tell us anything." Not even there's like Please moments where like talk. there were like moments where they were talking to her, and like she'd look and then open her mouth like she was about to speak, but then it, then she wouldn't, and then it would cut. So like there was there was just whole scenes where I'm like. What kind of weird thing are they doing where they literally have her snot speak? Yeah, well, and they sort of say that she was trying to like protect protect the lady's honor. But then you should at least say something. Like you should at least come up with a different like a story or 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 even just say, "Yeah, I did it. Sure, kill me. You're gonna kill me anyway. Mm. I don't fucking care as long as my good friend yeah. Anina's all right." Methinks She's the hot. lady doth protest too little. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like it because it really it, it gave her no agency at all, and all they did was talk mm. about her without having, letting her be involved. And I was, it, it's, it's uncomfortable. I didn't like it. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. It, what for me, it was just yeah. It, I feel like this episode emphasized all of the wrong aspects of this whole process. Mm. You know, unlike uh, Measure of a Man, which. Had you know dramatic moments like turning Data off and taking his arm off, and there was Hanging a real, there was a real you know moral thing at the center. Like this one just spent felt like it spent a lot of time doing boring shit. It is also old Grant. Like I'm sitting there thinking, this has literally never come up before, ever. They're a very long lived species. Yeah, and I mean like they've I don't know how long they've been part of the Federation, but I mean like literally never. Anyone has had to legally define where one trill ends and another begins? It's not even like, that. You would think there would be, like, trill philosophers who would literally be, have like, discussed this. talking about this shit, yeah. well, not you just know? That. You could also have to assume that there's never been a murderer who's had a symbiote, right? Because mm. you think there well, would be... Or they catch him right away. There would be precedent in, you know, in trill, at least in trill law, about what you do when... A past host was a killer. Yeah, uh, well, and I, I just like yeah. Jadzia kills Bashir. It did each other. That's fair. Who can blame who, her? Who would prosecute? <laughs> uh, but it's even like I was kind of waiting because you know Cisco has that line I quite like of um, when he's giving instructions like you know Odo you go here Kira you check the laws and she's like you know Bashir keep it in your pants. Yes, yeah. he's like you know if you find an answer that contradicts what we need it's wrong. But do show me any wrong answers you find. So I thought maybe they were for her. Like she is going to find some kind of case law precedent, but then it didn't come up. And the thing, no, the they thing, just wanted you to see what how uh, pragmatic Cisco, is. Cisco that's, is, and that's fine. But here's the thing: they have the, they have this this tri- not even a trial, whatever they called it, uh, extradition, extradition. Hearing. Yeah, they have a, they have this hearing with that awesome judge who's cool. We yeah. like her. No, she's great. She's awesome. Um, with her little Klingon esque gavel. Yes, I have a ball and. 
they talk about it a lot, and they talk about it a lot, and it ends up all being fucking moot! It's yeah. the mootest fucking thing! And they haven't made any leeway at all! No, that's true. So this can happen again. They can yep. kidnap Jadzia for another reason if they really wanted to, because Curazon does something stupid. <clears throat> Curazon did a lot of stupid things. That is the impression like. I'm under. And, and but he was so fun. You want to have a beer with him, you know? <laughs> the whole episode is rendered moot. Mm, well, also, they, the judge makes a big point of saying that this is not litigating whether she is... Guilty? Uh, or I should, yeah. It's, it's just it's just it's, whether she, she is able to go with you guys. It's whether or not we will uphold the extradition. And the only question in... The, and she even says is the only question is, is this person a distinct person from the other person? Yep. And that's the only thing in question. So even with, you know, with the last minute Perry Mason reveal about the husband. Yeah. The, the, if I was the judge in this, I'd be like, okay, well, thank you for that. I You should bring that up at trial. But um, <laughs> I'm going to carry on, you know? Like, you know what it was? That, honestly, she was like, it is well past dinner. This gives me an out. Not senile yet. <laughs> but it is yeah, supper like time. A much better thing. Like I, The judge was like, Perhaps you should reconsider your request. Or I would have much been better if the son was just like, I withdraw my request or something. At least yeah. that would have made more sense. Maybe, maybe. Now here's my next question is, now can we also have a hearing for Tandro and the other kidnappers and yeah. saboteurs for kidnapping oh, yeah. a person and sabotaging the station very, very easily? I, I want to know weird. who is writing treaties for the Federation because they got this Treaty yeah. of Algeron, which pre- prevents them from having cloaks. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now they also have this treaty that apparently allows these fuckheads to just show up and kidnap... Fucking black bag people. Oh, it's a unilateral extradition treaty, which means we can just come in and connect, connect, well, see, kidnap I think, people. It's fine. Well, they do it's explain treaty. that what's going on there really is, had it been a Federation outpost... They, they could just kidnap her. They would have gone through proper channels. They would have just said, hey, so. here's my warrant. I'm taking her now. I don't even think that's the implication because I feel like... They, no, that's the, that was... Well, that no, because Cisco outright says, like... Oh, I get it. You realize this isn't technically a Federation Outpost. thing, so... Yeah, yeah, but I also think that... I mean, why wouldn't he have been able to call up the Federation and just wait, ask? He could just wait for her to that. be somewhere else and take her then. Yeah, wait till she's at a conference. Like, 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 like it's still Jordy. the whole, yeah. whole kidnapping people thing. I feel as though... Doesn't matter where you are. Yeah. If you're a Starfleet where officer and you get kidnapped yeah. by people that are operating under, you know, some some foreign state, they're they're gonna have something to say about that. I'll, you think? I'll tell you why it's in the episode because otherwise the episode is nothing but talking, 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 and they needed some action in the episode. A little, yeah. And unfortunately, it comes like before the fucking cold open. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was. It's, I found this episode to be really boring. Uh, I, you know, it does it's give really some interesting, but it's just not. It's just it doesn't do it in a way that I found it all compelling. I, I think that this episode was lar- the purpose of this episode was largely to complete the retconning of the trill, the TNG trill. Yeah, that makes sense. you know, to be like, no, they're different. You know, yeah. it's a new person. It was for the sake of the retcon. It gave you know, it gave Cisco some scenes to chew some scenery. Yeah, it gave Jadzia some scenes. Oh, wait, she was barely in this <laughs> it gave show. That. About her called oh, no. Dax. She God was, damn it. She was there. She looked very pretty. I don't know. Curzon Dax got a lot of character development. He did. <laughs> he is a pig. What a fucking asshole, huh? Jesus. Listen, Oof. you'd hit that wo- that woman too. She was gorgeous. But then again, yeah. it's his, literally his best friend's wife. Well, yeah, but it turns no, out Cisco he was, a... was his best friend. 
Only later. No, I'm just kidding. Well, this guy was a dirty traitor, though, and then it's like, well, then it's fair game. I liked what uh, the wife said about being married to a legend and all this stuff. That was actually pretty good, That made me sort of think about, in a muck time, when What's-Her-Name is like... Fuck this to Spock. Oh yeah, she because she's like, I yeah. don't want to be. You, you know, you've become quite a legend since you left, and I don't want to be married to a legend. And I forgot all about that. Good connection. Well, I mean, I ended up watching a movie this week that they said that I heard somewhere on the internet is reminiscent of of this episode. It's an Italian film. So it's all in Italian. It's Beethoven's Third. <laughs> it's Shiloh Two. Air Buddies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, it's it's called the Spider's Stratagem. It's based on a, a Jorge Luis Borges uh, story. Oh, I've heard of him. He's great. And the the movie it's all about this this spider spider who goes no this this guy who goes to oh, like the, the, the place where his father used to live years and years ago. His father was died and became like a, the martyr to this cause. And because of him, like the the town defeated uh, fascism. Kind sure. Of. And he's oh, never... all of fascism, all of it. That's impressive. Go and on. we and we learn because you know his father's mistress calls the the son in to be like, come and solve your father's murder, please. It happened, you know, when you were still in your mother's womb, basically. But come figure this out. And he goes to figure it out, and he talks with all his father's old friends. And it comes it comes to to light that the father and the three friends had a plan to murder Mussolini in a theater. But eventually he learns his father chickened out, called and like reported it to someone. Oh, dad, and then, you big pussy. And then felt bad about it and decided to let his friends murder him to, to make a hero of him to incite the cause. And the son oh. figures this out and is all like, that's interesting information. I'm not going to tell anybody else. Bye! <laughs> No yeah. one would believe me. Killing Mussolini in a theater. So Quentin Tarantino has seen this movie then. <laughs> that was like a decent film. Now, yeah, that was the thing they suddenly tacked on to the end. Which yeah. is like, wait, 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 whoa, yeah. hold on. That's more interesting. Come back. Why did we not get more than 30 seconds of this? Well, it would have been nice. And also, why didn't Judzia kiss her? Mm-hmm. I was actually kind of thinking and they, hoping there'd they be a little a kissy scene. kissy. Oh, those they were gonna kiss, but you were it was supposed to look way much more like you're supposed to get close and look like they might, and then they were then then they'd stop. Bullshit. Kiss. Do it. I also maybe you know, would have nice maybe if that was something Odo also figured out while he was there. While he was sleuthing. The father was a traitor. Traitor. Mm. You're gonna be like, mm. What would we like, what Jake? Would like? Odo. <laughs> now say quark. Quark! <laughs> <laughs> You, you'll, you'll get that. It's true. It wasn't your best quark, but you'll... Better quark next time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank you. I'll be here. Oh, God. For like when 15 he's, more minutes When or he's so, making... Probably. I forgot. He has to, like, blackmail quark into letting them use... I love that they don't have a single, like, conference room oh, or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, it'd be a shame if we took these walls in... Uh, uh, took down your second floor. I'm certain it's just a way to, to save budget. For oh the yeah, show totally. Too. Like I didn't yeah. see that fact in my research. No, but, I'm but that's, ob- that's yeah, why. that's obviously what it was. It was. And so they had we- to write around and be like, oh well, the whole place has been destroyed by Cardassians, so we don't have a conference room. Although I could see the Cardis just not having something. Not like do you that. have to use that word at this table? Fuck Whoa. yes, screw them. Oh, fine. I mean, he doesn't call yeah, I mean, whatever. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but it also it was also a better setting. Yeah, and it was it was a good scene watching him fuck with Quark. Well, that's, I was gonna say that's that never gets old. Scene. That's the real thing of it. I love. I've actually not, not that we're very far into the show yet, but like I kind of love Odo, 
And I definitely love Odo and Cork together. Yes, they are. They are good. One true pairing. <laughs> yep. I hope they have beautiful babies. I don't know how that would work, but. Yep. I don't want to think about how Ferengi reproduce. <clears throat> they probably, they're probably an egg laying group. Think they pop out of the ladies' ears? Yeah. What? Why? <laughs> no. Uh, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. That's horrifying. That's like earwigs in reverse. <laughs> or Khan's pets in reverse. Oh, yuck. Mm. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. So, I don't know. This episode, it, it did, I feel like it ended up falling pretty flat for me. I would have liked to have, you know, had more about the fact that the the heroic man was actually a traitor. Like the fact that that was only a passing line yeah. in like the final bit before the credits. Yeah. And no one else except maybe Odo knows about it. Yeah. It continues to be a secret between Jadzia and, like, and her former lover. Here's thing. the thing. If you were uh, Data's mom there, are you really a reliable witness to this that's true. She you're, could just be an accessory trying like, to cover it up. Yeah, like, okay. She might have killed him. I kept expecting her to say she killed him. Mm, the way she talked about thinking. what a dickhead yeah, she, he was. I was like, that would have been better. Like, if she came and confessed to the crime instead. Because that and, would still make sense of why Dax wasn't talking. Yeah. Because, I, you know, he'd be like, my love. Would it have been better if that was Curzon's illegitimate son? <laughs> <laughs> I actually also thought that would have been cool. He like go like bad. after the trial, he's like crying and he wipes his face with a towel and there's spots. Dun dun dun. You have an overactive imagination, oh, Benjamin. I was gonna say the the guy that played the son, he looked like a mix to me, like between a like a low rent, low fat Jason Alexander and also Jim Carrey's buddy in the mask. Oh, I can't think of his oh. name, but I know I who you mean. Jimmy, Joey, anything something with a J. Too many Jim Carrey references. Yeah, well, listen, he made a lot of great movies he in was, the 90s. This yeah, this was his, totally this was his mask, golden age. The Mask and Liar Liar are not great movies. Liar Liar was Whoa. great. Liar Liar. And honestly, Liar no, Liar and, well, and The Mask, I think, have less problematic shit in them than some of his other stuff. Especially well, definitely Liar Liar. Like well, yeah, Ace Ventura is a really crappy movie. I love that movie. Stop. It's so good. It can still be a crappy movie and you can still like it. Look, we can all agree that Sonic the Hedgehog is going to be terrible. I don't know. A lot of Jim people Jim Carrey are... looks great in it, though. <laughs> yeah, he does. That's true. Well, it's so weird. It's like he is... I forgot he was in that. It's like they, they gave him whatever drugs he used to do in the 90s. It is the most 90s he has been in ages. And it's like... But yeah, no, I love the people who are like, oh, wow, they fixed Sonic. Now it's going to be... Like, the movie always looked yeah, bad. No, 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 it's still the same movie. It just doesn't look so much like shit. Yeah, no, it's so still it be a garbage in a terrible idea. Here's, 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 here's a cynical take. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they they came out the other day with a new, uh, a new trailer that had the fixed Sonic. Here's what I'm going to say. When they put out that first trailer... They specifically made it look like shit. I've heard this. That this made a theory. lot of people angry. This tin foil. So hat now theory. they're they're releasing the same trailer, more or less. Actually, it's a very different bunch of footage, even. Okay. Is well, it? either way, oh, yeah. I haven't they're releasing it. a new trailer. Obviously. They've they've made Sonic look like it's supposed to look. And not really. And now everybody <laughs> still has the yeah. the like and like conspiracy and like, or not the conspiracy the um. You know what I mean. The buzz. Yeah, but not that one. It's fine. Hype. 
not the hype, the other one, the outrage. They've got the mm. outrage, and everyone's now thinking about that because it was this big, huge thing. But now it's like, now the studio, instead of being, you know, oh, they fucked up Sonic, now they're the heroes that listen to the fans. I, I The only thing with that is, like, they've Should've had to completely right, move around a bunch of their schedule for this, and that's just a bit much. That's what they want you to think. Yeah, I, uh, They actually all took several months vacation. I, I saw a tweet today where somebody was talking about that. It's like, basically, it's like, you, you know. <laughs> like, it's like faking the moon landing, right? video game adaptations before? They just mostly don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I saw Anyway, that's that. neither here nor there. Listen, the Witcher series looks great. That's true. But that was also a book, so I'll give it to you. It's yeah, also it's, a series yeah, on a movie. Yeah, the ser- and the series is, oh, right, is not series. adapted from the game. It's specifically from the book? adapted from the book. I it didn't realize great. The Witcher was a book yep. before it was a yep. game. Yeah, and a who was Henry Cavill? Yeah. Henry Cavill. Cavill? Um, he looks awesome. Who's Henry Cavill again? Bad Superman. Oh. The Superman Was he who... the guy from White Collar? I don't know. He is also from The Man from Uncle, which is a drastically underrated oh, yeah. film. Yes, okay, he's okay. That Henry Cavill was Henry Cavill, two Superman ago, Henry right? Cavill, no, he's the most recent one. If they gave him a better script, he would have been a perfectly gr- now, good Superman. Now, here's the thing. His brother, Cavill, is a Spoilers. Wait, does he really have a brother who's an actor? No. Oh. There's a character in Battlestar Galactica called Brother Cavill. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, supposedly the the author of the Witcher book series, when when the company wanted to make the video game, like approached was like, "Hey, we want to adapt your books into a video game." Like he he had zero respect for video games and was like, "Sure, whatever. Mm. I'll sell you the the video game rights for a flat fee." Whoops. Oh. Uh, and then the Bummin. game the game came out, and I guess the first game wasn't super well received. So at first it seemed okay. But Wait, then, I think the first two even like. I think the second one people liked, two but was, it still I was say, two was better received. Two, than two, but they still was neither was a huge and two was actually really good. Neither was a blockbuster. But three, three like, yeah, like was a huge and continues to be a huge game. It, you know, it sold millions and millions of copies, and like yeah, no, and it, the, the author enormous. hasn't seen a red cent. Yeah, and and like continues to badmouth the game, saying it's you know it's terrible and it and it and it it really he he believes mm. that it's damaged his book sales. Oh yeah, sour grapes, yeah, okay. much bitch. They didn't even start pub- translating those fucking books into English until The Witcher Three started doing well. Yeah. Hey, you know what's crazy? I didn't even know it was a book, so I don't think it's fucking hurting it's you in any Polish, asshole. I think. That is, yes. Oh no wonder he's so dumb. <laughs> oh okay. Anyway, we've gone yeah. way off course. All the way to Poland. One wonders how he was able to write a book with no lights and no bulbs in the sockets. And in uh, a fucking sunken submarine. Sunken yes. submarine with a screen door. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, all right. Look, there was a minor but non-zero chance I am Polish and I am deeply offended. Do you I'm want very me to, Polish. Do you want me to? I'm not offended at all. Damn it. Do you want me to? Yeah, yeah guess the fuck out of here. Do you want to do this or not? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, this has been A Star to Steer Her by episode 149. Feeling fine. 149 feeling fine. Next week, we're going to do a totally weird game-changing thing. We're going to talk about two more episodes of DS9. Game-changing, you say? Why? Oh, ew, I didn't even do that on purpose. God, I fucking hate that episode. We'll get there. Next week, we're going to talk about The Passenger and move along home. On a rain, count Oh my god. Fuck Next week. Kick you in the face. Um... This week, I this, fucking episode. this week, I've been Caitlin. I've been Jake. Oh my god, we're doing it in the wrong order. Too. This has been Chris. 
This has been Ames. Uh, if you like what you heard and you want to hear more, uh, you should absolutely subscribe to us. This is a start to steer her by. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and any other place where you find podcasts, probably. If you want to check us out on Facebook, you can search us, a start to steer her by. You can also find us on Twitter and Tumblr, SSHB Podcast. You can also find us on our website, which is SSHB bpodcast.com but it's really just a placeholder that takes you to our Tumblr so whatever you want you're in charge and that's it we'll be here next week talk about more episodes Geronimo Jesus (laughs) (laughs) see this is why we normally end with the names oh I did it wrong didn't I that's what yeah oh this has been Caitlin Uh, this has been Chris and this has been Ames again (laughs) again